At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hey. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hi. Testing. Testies. Testies. One, two, three. Boner. I don't know shit about fuck. Fucker. I like sucking, but I ain't gay. Legit. Welcome back to Legit Bat. I'm Joe. Jen is here. Ben is here. Lene is here. We're all here. And I fucking fucked up my button. Hang Boner. No. Nope. <laughs> Got the right button. Yes. Then cheers is good. Yeah. Hang Boner. on. Boner. Yeah. Nailed it. Love it. Our uh, intro gets more retarded every time we do this show. It's Hi. very sad. Uh, if you want to find us on video, it's rockfin.com slash legitbat, and it's uh, ad-free, and you get all the awesome shows, like the guest we have on today, Chris Matthew from Forbidden Knowledge News. And he so graciously added us to the Forbidden Knowledge Network, and there's tons of other shows on there, too. Uh, we do put stuff on YouTube, but mostly it's just kind of an ad for Rockfin and the audio show. So if you're watching on YouTube, hello. Hi. Good to have you. I know there's a bunch of assholes on YouTube, but most of our fucking uh, comments on YouTube have been positive. There's a couple knobs out there, uh, but we're not going to give them any credit. No more talking uh, about knobs on the show. Yeah, no knobs. Nope. This is a no-knob show. Nobs but Chris, what's up, brother? Good to have you. We just talked to Chris a couple weeks ago on his show, but now he's on our show, so he gets the bat treatment. So oh, what's going hit on? Hit me with that bat. Oh, I'm yeah. excellent, guys. Thank you for having me back on. Great to be back and always looking forward to our fantabulous conversations. Well, there, I mean, that's object or subjective, whether it's fantabulous or not. But what, hey, what's in my on? world is fantabulous. So that's all that matters, right? It, well, yeah. yeah. If you, if you go back to what he just said, he was already beating off to us talking about like technicalities on apps. This is like a godsend for him. He's just That's so right. horny after the end of it. You guys watch the uh, take takeout clip. Uh, what do you call those? Whatever. Outtakes. Basically, our whole show is an outtake. And I guess that's why just people an outtake watch, for life. Just to laugh Aren't at we all? Yeah, we're all just outtakes. <laughs> Lord knows what I have you know. what have you been uh, I, I listened to your show but for the for the listeners what have you been talking about on your show lately what's really piqued your interest is it, is it politics or current events or is it something more interesting than that you know in the last three to six months maybe year I have been straying more and more away from parapolitics and gloom and doom and stupid bullshit that's happening on rea our reality and focusing more on the spiritual side and paranormal and woo woo and crazy stuff and 
the nature of reality. And that's been really, I mean, that's where my heart's at. So that's where I, you know, naturally have been driven to, to drive that focus a little bit. So yeah, I've had some wonderful guests in those categories. I still do, you know, parapolitics and uh, bullshit that's happening in our society and the apocalypse and all this, this crazy uh, negative shit that people want to um, uh, throw out into our, uh, into our world. But um Mostly weird shit like paranormal and uh, high strangeness. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's so funny. Uh, I mentioned it on your show when we were on your show, but that spirituality thing kind of appeared last year to me, at least as far as being very prominent in this community. And it's funny because everyone was so focused on politics and just we're just diving deep into the nonsense of it all and making fun of it. We still do, but we just turned away from it. And it's funny how there was a group of people, it seemed like, who just started turning away from all of that negativity and going towards something more positive. Oh, yeah, I noticed that too. It's uh, I, I can see the other direction too. I have a few people, a couple that's on the network that are actually going the opposite direction instead of used they used to focus more on spiritual and paranormal shows now they're getting more into government corruption and black projects and things like that which is still all cool it's just uh, not the direction i've been driven to lately uh but i've you know i've also been really fascinated with uh places of high strangeness like skinwalker ranch i'm hopefully going to be able to be able to uh, take a trip out there within a couple of months and check it out for myself uh, other places like Blind Frog Ranch, The Meadow, these are like at one time were undisclosed locations that aerospace companies are going to check out. And they got a couple of cats that are signing some non-disclosure agreements because of the shit that's going on, experiments out there. So I'm really into that. Uh, have you heard of an Angelamp before? Uh, no, no, no. This is something new for me, too. You, have you had Ryan Burns on? No, but I just heard him on your show, so I might uh, try to schedule him on soon. Ask him about the Angelamp. This is supposedly some sort of technology that they're using out there at these locations that simulates the effects of DMT within a certain radius of this machine or technology. And they're like setting up tents and turning this thing on and having like insane paranormal experiences and shit. So, yeah. No way. Yeah. Pretty well, I mean, that? What's that? Where is that at? Where is it? Oh, this is uh the property right outside of Skinwalker Ranch. This is I have not heard of that. Skinwalker Ryan Ranch. Burns, he's a he's a researcher out there. Uh you have not heard of Skinwalker Ranch? I have not. Oh, well, yeah, this is like one of my favorite places to uh, research places. It's out in the Uintah Basin in Utah, and it's okay. for many, many years have just been a paranormal hotspot, UFO activity, ghosts. They've had families that own the property. Um, they had Bigelow Aerospace uh, was actually on the property for a while doing uh, doing experiments and trying to figure out what the hell is going on behind the, the 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 strange activities there and recently they've had more aerospace companies go out there and um my friend has had to sign some ndas because he's involved with some of the research and they're like digging underground looking for anomalies underground and it's not only like you know just mm -hmm. Uh, ghosts and uh, UFOs and aliens and stuff, but they have like Bigfoot encounters. They have disembodied voices, 
strange electromagnetic anomalies, uh, people's equipment just either going missing or just stopping working, all kinds of crazy shit within the vicinity of this area. Uh, so it's really insane what's well, going on there. And something we have that the she book, would be- Lene, so you can you can borrow it and read all about the stories of the family. Sweet. I want to go camping over there. And mm. one of the one Let's of the go. things that you would recognize too is that the uh, two gentlemen that did it are George Knapp and Jeremy Corbell, who did Moment of Contact um, oh. and the Phenomenon. Okay. Yeah, and the I mean I'm sure the listeners are familiar with Skinwalker Ranch, but it's. Um, a cornucopia of weird shit. It's just, yeah. it's not just UFOs or anything. It's Cattle mutilation, it's everything. It's literally everything. And some things that are in a category of their own too. I, I remember from reading the book, it wasn't just UFOs, Bigfoot and dog man and all this shit. It's like, yeah, it's like a portal area for literally anything you can fucking imagine. Yeah, My favorite story in that was when they couldn't find any of their cattle because they were cattle ranchers and they went out and there was like a trailer or something on the property. They looked everywhere for their cattle and they couldn't find a single one. And then they went and opened this trailer and they were all in it, like jam packed inside of this trailer, which they would never have been able to, first of all, open the door or go in there. It was just very odd. Yeah, I can tell you a couple of the most crazy stories that I've heard either from Ryan or other um, researchers that yes. are involved with those. One of them was from Ryan himself, and you got to get him on. He's got tons and tons of these stories, but this was from his early days of research. He was there with someone else on the property at night, and these they see what they believe is a human approaching, and he appears to have like a security type outfit on looks like a security guard but when he gets closer they notice he just doesn't look right his they can't make out his facial features it looks blurry his arm length keeps like keeps like changing his arms will get longer and shorter and he's like morphing into different shapes and stuff and when he gets like almost to where they can make out what he what it looks like he it stops and it acts like it's like calling in something on it was like trying to mimic a security guard. It acts like it was trying to call in something on a radio, but it didn't really like look, look like it was holding a radio. And it started to make all kinds of weird gestures and stuff. And when they tried to take a step towards it, it took two steps back and they noticed this thing had no facial features and no f- real fingers. It was just kind of like tentacle things. And it started to just back up and just waddle away into the darkness eventually till you couldn't see it anymore. That's the first one. That's like a, a crazy humanoid encounter. Uh, another was he saw a what looked like um, like a, a tumbleweed or some dust just rolling through the area. And it looked like uh, this dust was in a tornado type formation. And then all of a sudden it starts these particulates, which appeared to be dust start to to form shapes and the shape turns into a fucking coyote and the coyote looks at him and just runs off and he's also had other encounters with these particulates like these little nano things that look like dust that actually formed humanoids and human human figures and one of the researcher friends that he had was out there was actually attacked by one of these kind of dust bot nano creatures it actually picked him up and started sending all kinds of crazy messages into his mind and then just dropped him and dissipated so yeah shit like that goes on out there historic materials is alive and well yeah dust yeah 
Uh, what do you yeah. think? What do you make of that? Because it, it it seems semi physical then, or at least you know enough physical to pick him up and shit. Like what what is that? Why why would they beam stuff into your head? I don't. I, I've never understood the point of that either. And people are like I got downloads about all this crazy stuff, but most of the time they can't remember it. First of all, and then when they do remember it, it's oh, it was all love and all you know the <laughs> answer is love. That's that's the main thing, which. Okay, fair enough, but it's pretty fucking from alien abductions. Is that what you're talking? About? Anything like that? Yeah, any kind of paranormal stuff. Anytime somebody gets a, a download or they get these messages, and it always seems to be that, which is fair, but it's such a cliche at this point that it's like, right? Okay, what does well, that actually mean, though? Well, there's so much shit going on there. There's there's military activity. There's stuff that could be attributed to black projects, along with the paranormal stuff, but. As far as what's going on with like kind of beaming things into people's mind, there's there's different aspects that this could different possibilities of what this could be. It could be, like I said, black military projects. Maybe they're fucking with people. Maybe they're dosing people with some kind of drug. Maybe it's their nanobots forming some these weird things and attacking people. I don't know. The other one is that it's, of course, aliens uh, or some type of um, interdimensional intelligence. And the one that lots of uh, like Ryan himself and other researchers believe that it's some kind of overarching like consciousness that inhabits like this intelligence that inhabits the area and is able to shapeshift into whatever your perception allows or whatever you it, it would like you to perceive it as or whatever you can handle or, or believe in it manifests as different things, according to like a person's belief system. Uh, so that could be, you know, that could even be this, you know, interdimensional being or something like that, but he believes it's just a, a form of consciousness that inhabits that area that is able to manifest in multiple different ways from lights to disembodied voices to nanobots or things like that. But I happen to think that there is a lot of, um, a lot of military stuff that we're mistaking for paranormal shit or UFOs going on out there. How much? I don't know. So it's very interesting to look at that stuff. And it makes Which, me wonder how much they know and how much, you know, how, how, how deep our technology is embedded with this shit. I mean, that definitely brings in, you know, a lot more credibility to the idea of a future project Bluebeam. Because if the more that you actually go away from either interdimensional paranormal uh alien any of those things that a lot of times with people who are outside of it like for a long time myself i just kind of lumped all those things together i i didn't know the separation between interdimensional alien uh entity uh any of those things it it definitely gives a lot more credibility to there being what you know people call the nuts and bolts craft idea of what the phenomenon could be if it is blacks if it is black site projects well then it's something that is definitely nuts and bolts like for sure and if it's more of a consciousness or ether or whatever it is that you want to talk about or even just a an entity that is capable of it well any of those kind of shape-shifting entities they're obviously already capable of knowing what you can handle and so then they manifest themselves based on what your consciousness is capable of understanding so that you don't freak out that's what allows them to you know stay relevant with multiple different people that might come out there to do research and shit that's kind of terrifying because if it has not only that ability to shift 
but also the ability to read what you are capable of handling mentally. <laughs> like that's absolutely terrifying. That's a consciousness that is definitely not from here. Well, right. uh, even we even to add to that, there's aspects where whatever this is, uh, the some of the researchers said that if if a, an aerospace company or a, a black military project is out there working on some kind of technology and testing it, this this phenomenon will not only manifest as that technology, but it will one up it and it will either transform that technology or it'll make it better or it'll it'll simulate it in a way that right. we don't understand. So Keep it's it like coming back. Yeah, it's kind of like toying. It's always like right. 10 steps ahead of where we're going, seemingly. When you, when yeah, you, a lot of you the, figured it out, it's like, yeah. A, a lot of the like weird, like high, high strangeness stuff almost seems like a test or like, you know, a beta trial of something. Um, I wouldn't put it past all of this stuff to be nuts and bolts, like Ben was saying. Absolutely. There's, I think that's kind of short sighted to think that it it's all nuts and bolts. There does seem to be other stuff to it, but I wouldn't, if you st start thinking about it in categories, like, okay, let's think of all this shit as nuts and bolts, like physical technology. I wouldn't put it past that. I think there's shit out there that we have no fucking idea about. Uh, I wanted to mention real quick, uh, Charlie, shout out Charlie Robinson. He mentioned on day zero that there was this book called Camellio. And I immediately downloaded the audio book and listened to it. It is, Unfucking real. It's a crazy story. If you have time to read it, it's like an eight and a half hour listen. I, I don't know how big the actual book is, but it goes over it? Uh, like chameleon, but just chameleo. So it's like project, yeah, project chameleo. And uh, they end up talking to this dude that was, you know, coming up with all this uh, technology for invisibility. And so the story itself is absurd. Like the the dude that's in it is this heroin meth addict. And so his friend that's writing the book is just thinking, oh, this is he's just a fucking crackhead. Like, who cares? But as you go on, it, there's certain validating qualities like there's an, uh, a fed that keeps showing up to the dude's house to like check in on him. And I won't give away the whole story. Like, it's worth reading or listening to. But there's validating Robert Guffrey, Robert Guffey, I think. Yeah, or Guffey. OK, perfect. I got it. Yeah. So check out that book if you get time, because it goes into it, it seems fucking crazy and like this guy's hallucinating. But then it, near the end of the book, it's just like, I mean, more questions than answers like fucking usual. But uh, yeah. yeah, that's why I wouldn't put it past a lot of this stuff to be some kind of technology that they're kind of beta testing, because that was kind of the point of the book is that they think he was being tested in real time from for this technology. And it was the perfect test candidate because he was a fucking junkie. Who's going to believe him? You know what I mean? Right. Like candidate, like they, he automatically discredits himself by being a method. So, uh, but yeah. then there are other parts of it that I'm like, no, nah, there's something not physical about this shit. But then you, like I said, you think about it the other way and it's like, well, technology sufficiently advanced is indistinguishable from magic. So maybe it is. Well, when we saw that crazy spaceship or whatever we saw yeah. over our house, it was on 4th of July and it was, in my opinion, 100% military, even though we couldn't really quite tell what it was and it looked like it was cloaked. It didn't look quite like a TR-3B or whatever, but it was something like that. It looked like a group of stars flying in a triangular pattern, but then it also had substance and then there was kind of a green glow and it was completely silent. But on the night of 4th of July is when we saw it, 
it, how many reports were there that were completely discounted because it was Fourth of July? You saw lights. Mm, oh yeah, we saw lights. Even if we described it completely differently, it could be taken away. So to it, it's wild too because I know we've told junkie. yeah I know we've told that story before on our show, but the the UFO we saw directly over our fucking house. So we happened to live under a flight path for our local airport, and it was following pretty much the same trajectory and same speed as a plane. Except it was a fucking triangle and it was see-through. So I, I don't remember hearing too many other stories about that. I've heard stories about cloaking, but nothing that specific. So every story is like uh, a little bit different, but kind of similar. Have you ever heard any stories about cloaked craft? I mean, well, I know you have, but sometimes it's clouds. Like it looks like a cloud, but it's a triangle cloud or, you know, but. Yes. I, have I told you guys about uh, Nick Hayes and his photography of sky entities? No. Okay. Uh, oh, the oh, is that the squid, squid looking things or yeah, the, yeah. squid sky okay. squids and uh, like whales in the sky. He's got the he does infrared and different types of filter technology uh, photography. <clears throat> excuse me, that allows him to see different spectrums of what's in the sky, and he's taken pictures of crazy shit that looks like biological, massive biological entities in the sky, like you said, like squids, whales, fish, but not only that, uh, also stuff that does look like technology, like ships, uh, lights, uh, geometric shapes, just the craziest shit that shouldn't be, uh, you know, that's normally we, we can't perceive in the sky, but there's something to it because these are more than just reflections and refractions. This is a professional photographer that knows what he's doing. And the imagery that comes out is incredible when it comes to like these biological or squid or fish or looks like amoebas in the sky. And that just makes me wonder if there is, you know, there is indeed a, another spectrum of life just surrounding us at all times that we can't see that does add to that. But like you were saying, if it is true that this is just us, that our, we have um, black prod, black technology that is beyond anything we can imagine. I already know that it's probably 50, 100 or more years ahead of what they would ever show us. That's the most terrifying uh, possibility for me, that it's all us. That we are that evil that we would go to those lengths to do mind control experiments. And, and we, we, we know that we're already doing that, too. But to what extent? To the extent to where all this paranormal stuff that we're experiencing is really us fucking with us? I don't know. That's a kind of dark, bleak thought, but it's possible. Real quick to jump back to what Joe had mentioned. Uh, when he was talking about the idea of the addiction, I mean, it's been a common thing now for a while that anytime somebody has a deep, deep vice, specifically one that that fucks with their their mental state, they end up being more and more of a candidate. It's like it's like a doorway, whether it be for spirit possession, uh, alien abduction, any of those things. There seems to be a commonality specifically with drugs and alcohol to where it's more of a magnet to those kind of ideas or, uh, you know, think, interacting with something like that. And then there's also the idea that once you do look at it or you look into it, it starts looking back and you can start having more of uh, interactions that way. Uh, Joe and Jen, she just showed me, um, apparently over Palisadro, there was like 20 orange lights that looked like they were in a uh, triangular pattern that were going from Southwest to Northeast. Um, and then kind of like disappeared, uh, somebody got a picture of it on Facebook and posted it. 
was that? I don't remember I seeing it at it all. To you. It, it just popped up. She'll send it over to you. Um, yeah. It looks, it it looks like what you would see out of like the Phoenix Lights. Uh, the, the, this area is is great for that. Like, I'm not surprised now, knowing what I know about this area and Mount Shasta specifically. Like, they, I'm not surprised that there's stuff like that out here. But you'd think there'd be more. It's remote enough out here, and I mean, I guess some of those, you know, like the Phoenix Lights, that was over a heavily pop populated area, which is why so many people saw it and recorded it. But you'd think they would do these tests over sparsely populated areas to kind of mm -hmm. mitigate the the amount of you know talk around it but unless it, they're experimenting on people on purpose right there's that too which they definitely do which there's also especially with where the phoenix lights was at i mean they had over what was it ten thousand calls within a couple of hours uh during the phenomena of random people in the phoenix area and i forget the other town saying that they saw this thing how close it was, how it was moving, all of their stories matched up, thousands of people that don't know each other. And then they, during the documentary that they had about it, they were talking about, obviously there's a lot of military um, interactions that happen in that area because of the military bases. But what that did was it gave off-duty military personnel, people that had flown aircraft in that area on those bases that were like, I have never seen any of this tech I was off when it went over. First thing I did was call who I could talk to at the base to find out. Um, not saying I should go public, but is there anything I can tell like my friends and family? Like, yeah, no, it's operations it's classified. Don't worry about it. Like anything. And they were basic and they even blurred out these, you know, high level officers faces and shit for the documentary. And they all said they were like, I've never seen anything like that. And just just like back in the 40s and 50s where, oh, it's weather balloons. It's like, yeah, swamp gas. What? Well, I think that there is this aspect of a reverse cover-up going on in a way where we are blaming extraterrestrials for a lot of our black military stuff or our mistakes or things that have uh -huh. happened in the past. I know I've had a couple of guests recently that were saying that the the events at Roswell may have been just a Japanese uh, dirigible attack that we were too embarrassed to really admit. So we blame extraterrestrials and things like this happen throughout our history. But it could be still going on to into some aspects where we're introducing new technology and we don't want the public to know about it. So we're just blaming extraterrestrials. And to add a layer of darkness to that, there are some researchers that believe the whole alien psyop a lot of the information that's coming out of the extraterrestrial community and people who are in this new age community are being fed to this information is being fed to them from intelligence agencies they have people from intelligence agencies inserted into conferences and on talk shows and things like that just to feed this extraterrestrial narrative and the reason they want to feed the extraterrestrial narrative is to push the public consciousness away from the fact that it is just us doing some really nasty, dark shit for the purposes of global warfare or for national defense or whatever that we want to say. But we have some 
extreme technology and it's probably free energy implications for the technology that we have that if the public found out they say oh fuck you have this why haven't you been able to you know right. do all the things that we should have done years ago to uh, free our you know free us from all these enslavements of energy so there's that aspect so I, I then there's another thing where it's possible that they could be and i've heard this from uh, a couple of i'll say whistleblowers that claim to be a uh, former illuminati high level um uh just high level individuals that that say that they are taking people not only are they putting people in the community from from intelligence and things like that they're taking people from who are already into ufos and stuff and possibly you know in some voice to skull technology shit on them maybe inserting some things in their dreams maybe even you know giving them false memories somehow of underground bases and aliens and all this stuff just to even further that whole et narrative now that's really dark and twisted and i there's you know there's no way to prove any of that but it's interesting to consider that though well, no, yeah what better way to hide something than by creating a parallel you know story to something like we i think the last show we did with you on ours was called the old double reverse and i think it was more <laughs> about covid but it seems like the same thing like you said with roswell where something actually happened like whatever you want to call it, a japanese attack whatever or our own technology malfunctioned and they fucked up whatever um and then the story gets out immediately with Roswell, at least the immediate story was aliens fucking crashed here. And then they came back later and said, no, that's garbage. It was actually just a weather balloon. It was like one of but, your first limited hangouts. Maybe. I don't yeah, know. It was, it was like <laughs> layering of stories to cause confusion on purpose because then you got people fighting over. No, it was aliens. Oh no, it was swamp gas, whatever. And uh, that works great for them because then they, nobody's pointing up where they're supposed to be pointing. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't know if it was aliens or not. I, we've talked about that. I think on the last show we did with you on your show is that I think a lot of this stuff is the same thing, just appearing differently, or it could, like we said, all be nuts and bolts. Who fucking knows? Well, all, I can all I can go off is my own personal experiences. And I have had what I personally believe as genuine contact with not necessarily extraterrestrials, but something, some other intelligence other than myself. And I've, I've, the reason I believe that is because of multiple experiences and information that I've received and occurrences that happened after that and everything, all the amazing things that have happened since. And the amount of synchronistic events surrounding that has convinced me and my own personal journey that I'm dealing with something other than my own intelligence. And I, I just consider that my spirit guides, or, you know, maybe I've gotten in touch with some kind of angelic entity, but that's what I, in, in my understanding at this moment that I'm communicating with my spirit guides. And I furthered that contact with the use of psychedelics, um, I do psychedelics and I've been doing this for a very long time and with very consistent results in the communication. Um, and I've actually been able to, uh, what you would call channel th these entities recently. I've been doing some things with my girlfriend who is also, uh, she's a Whoa, gifted psychic. Hey, yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but we've, uh, we've been doing these, uh, Plant medicine uh, vision quests where I am actually able to channel what I understand is my spirit guides and get great information. But it's usually these in, in my experience and in, in most 
than the most profound personal experiences that I've encountered with others, the information that you're getting during this is for your own growth and for it's like personal uh personal information that will help you in your spiritual journey. But I've also gotten information about, you know, people that are very close to me or connected to me and not necessarily about uh, the war in Ukraine or what's happening in politics or is the world about to end or all these global events or future events. And that's in just in my experience, I've never received any type of an, even if I ask about it, it just doesn't, it doesn't come that way. It's more of a personal advancement situation. And I'm not saying that uh, everybody's experiences are even close to mine because I know that everyone's experiences are very different, but the ones that, are most genuine to me are the ones that have had the experiences that have this personal aspect of spiritual growth to them. And that is what uh, I've come to understand is the intelligence that I'm dealing with, but you know, it could be different for others, but it's pretty profound to know that I actually have made this contact. And that's my confirmation that there is something else out there, whether it's physical or not physical on any level, uh, it's just a kind of confirmation for me. Well, Joe, yeah, and it, it does seem to be kind of a theme that reality is subjective to the person and it's meant for you. The, the things you experience really only apply to you. And that's why like dreams or anything else, you know, you try to explain it to somebody or psychedelic trips, try to explain it to somebody and it's you're never going to fully convey what happened because it happened to you. And that's really all that matters. Sorry, Ben. Go ahead. I cut right, you off. Again. Um when you asked earlier, you know, what's the point of all these downloads that people end up getting? Obviously, you know, 80, 90% of it is fluff. We talked about that with past life experiences. It's always someone important. Um, Flowering, that they were in their, yeah. Right. And the downloads of information are always something that the public doesn't know. And then when they ask them about it, they're like, well, I'm not supposed to say anything. You never get anything of substance out of it. And it's kind of like, okay, you got the attention. Congratulations. And now you're going to get filed away because you <laughs> Corey didn't good. actually give us anything. Um, but I did hear a parallel of, of what he was just talking about, what Chris was just talking about. And that question is sometimes those downloads of greater political or uh, even paranormal revelations and downloads, they may not have anything to do with you, but the questions that you've been asking about those world problems you may have answers given to you about things that don't have anything to do with you because that removes a roadblock for you of questioning that now you can proceed on with your life past those greater issues that you've been stuck on and can continue to grow. So a lot of times what I've heard is that these downloads of information are strictly for your benefit, like Chris was saying, even though it technically doesn't have anything to do with you. It's this and even though you may not be able to recite it, it's it's almost like that that key being turned in the lock that undoes it, even though you may not remember the key or what the lock was, but it's for the purpose of going, okay, yes, we know that you really want to know whether or not there are aliens out there or or whatever, whatever the thing is that is beyond you, a, a greater question. And it's like, we're downloading this for you so that you can move past it, because until you do that, you're not going to grow in any of these areas. So I, one, I think that that's a, a big possibility where, like Chris said, it's very, it's very personal, even if it isn't, even if it's not personal, it may not have anything to do with you specifically, 
but it is in the way that you are getting something that you need to grow farther. Um, now, going back a little bit, what he said about the free energy thing, that was something that Bob Lazar first brought up when they were talking about element 115, the idea that if you have an element in a craft that basically perpetually creates itself while extinguishing itself so that it can continuously go. And that was before they confirmed element 115. It's like, okay, so I get at that point why they wouldn't have confirmed it because it was volatile. They still haven't been able to harness it, even with CERN finally being able to find it in 0.4 seconds of... At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Of atomic collision. But the idea is- There's a lot of controversy yeah, over Bob Lazar in general anyway. I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm not saying aside, anything about yeah. that. My, my point is, is that the element was confirmed 15, 16, 17 years after he had mentioned it by name. So the idea is, is that even if they did confirm it, and even if they could harness it, why in the world, for the fucks at the top, would they actually roll that out to the public, knowing that that is a huge point of tenuous power that they can use to control the public? Reprogramming. Yeah, they wouldn't let that shit, they wouldn't let that secret fly. And whether it be free energy or anything else that we've talked about, ETs, they're never going to indefinitely confirm it. Because as soon as they do that, whether they like it or not, 8 billion people that are not in the top 0.01% are going to start pushing to make it a part of their lives. So as long as they keep that information under wraps that no, it isn't confirmed. Yes, it's confirmed. No, it's not this, that, and the other, whether it be free energy, ETs, paranoia, it doesn't matter. As soon as they confirm it, people start moving on with their lives as though that is now a part of their life. And they can't have that happen. Because as soon as that happens, they've lost control of whatever that issue is. Those are the things I was going to say. Yeah, you're right. Chris, your rebuttal. Well, I think with the the free energy, there's more of a power aspect to this that if that we were ever to find out that this exists, that the, these amazing technology exists that could give us free energy, the, we wouldn't need daddy government anymore. We wouldn't right. need to rely on any of this stuff anymore. So then they would lose all control and all power over right. humanity. And that's, I think, the biggest one of the biggest things that would ever hold them back from disclosing any of this stuff is those types of implications. Right. Yeah. And the, the control thing, I think, is way more important than money. I, we've talked about it a lot, too, that. Uh, I kind of disagree with the Bible on that one where it says the love of money is the root of all evil. Nah, they don't really need money. They have all the money. They have more money than God. They don't need any more of the money. They they can just make it. But it, they make us think that we need it. That's the problem. So if yeah, so like Chris was talking about earlier, if everybody has a personal experience and just say they have a spiritual awakening or whatever wooey you know, term you want to use for it. But just say you start to care about things that don't really matter to the government anymore, like right. paying taxes. You're just like, you know what? Fuck that. I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm just going to go live off grid or I'll just Fuck go off. live in a tent forever. I'll just go camping all the time. I'm just going to go be with people I care about. I'm not going to shop at Walmart anymore at all. 
I'm not going to use pharmaceuticals anymore. That would shut them down. And if everybody started doing that, that would be a huge problem. So they turn our attention away from that to not have those experiences. They want us to care so much about money, going to work, doing these things, buying a house, paying your bills so that we don't have money. Being an upstanding citizen with a good credit score. Love. It's like the needing thing. Yeah, exactly. I think that you're completely right on that, Jen. It's, It's the idea that none of us need to be in the rat race, but their whole goal isn't whether or not the rat race works. It's making sure that we think we need it. We need to be in that rat race as long. It doesn't matter what it is, as long as they make us think that whatever they're telling us we need, we need, then they're, then they're winning. And for the people that decide, you know what, I'm going to grab a shipping container or three of them. I'm going to build them underground. I'm just, nobody's going to know where the fuck I'm at anymore. Huge threats because that is an ideology. And that is way more powerful than anything else is the idea that Granted, much like COVID, we saw that big split. There were the people that finally picked sides. Nope, I'm not going to do this. This is my final straw. I'm going to go right along with it. I'm going to get whatever in my body that you guys tell me I need. It's the same idea. It's like if if one person goes and goes, we don't need the government. I'm going to go live underground. Fuck them. And that catches on. That's an ideological thing that can't, you know, it can't be stopped. And that's a huge threat. That's why whenever they have a high level a person that's uh, whether a social media influencer or whatever that starts giving these ideas out and they are and they're a free agent that's dangerous that's when all of a sudden they start getting banned or they disappear it's because they may not have any kind of political influence or financial influence but holy shit much like the nazis if you have an ideological influence that is far greater far greater than any other kind of weapon that they would be scared of and what do you think agree like on that I like to think in extremes and act in moderation as much as I can. But to think in extremes is uh, like, what if what if that were to catch on and everybody builds their own, you know, checks out from the system, and lives underground? Again, thinking extreme here. What is the, what does the parasite class lose or gain from that? Like, if everybody were to do that and detach from the system, we already established money is not the thing. They they don't need money. They have everything. So if everybody, the majority of the population were just to check out, how does that hurt and or help the parasite class? Like what, what does that do? The idea that there's something above the parasite class that is like feeding off of us in some type of way. And they're using, using these guys as like middle management. So they keep us around, they keep us compliant, they keep us as little batteries for whatever, you know, if it's like aliens or, or demons or whatever, they're using us as some sort of energetic food. And if we just, you know, if we check out, maybe we can't, they don't have as much energy siphoning off of us. I don't know. I think that's just one of the ideas of why that would be. Yeah. And that, that was something uh, Monica Perez from the Propaganda Report one of the first times we kind of talked about that on the show, she, she actually came to that conclusion and which is weird. Cause she's more kind of like geopolitical and, you know, into that stuff, but she even kind of it like dawned on her, like there's something other than control power and money because all of that stuff doesn't really matter to this class. Like there's something else above that. And, you know, and- I think like child sex trafficking is, is a, like an enormous thing. I, I think that they are, there's this really sick class of predators that 
really thrive off of whatever they get out of these disgusting behaviors that is involved with child sex trafficking and some of the ritualistic aspects. I think that there's literally something to this, this energetic siphoning. And I think it has to do a lot with, you know, ritual abuse, uh, torturing people and a lot of uh, awful things that they're doing with children on a large scale. And you heard about recently the like Madonna's orphanage is being investigated for sex trafficking and more and more of these celebrity fucks are getting kind of busted into this shit. So it's that's a great thing to see, you know, that coming to light. But I think it's a huge thing when it comes to this ritual child sex thing. Yeah. And I mean, that's no surprise with Madonna after the weird shit that happened in 2020. Do you remember that? The, like the uh, African government's investigating her and shit. What? Yeah, I didn't even know she had an orphanage. That's fucking weird. Yeah, yeah it is. Hmm. No, remember those videos she had? I think it was on Instagram or something where she was in the bathtub talking about how she ran out of pasta or something. It was a fucking <laughs> bizarre thing. Like if you ever look, uh, maybe it's not even online anymore, but she's like, oh, it was, do you remember that it was something to the effect of we're all out of pasta so i'm gonna have to have something else tonight and she was like in the bathtub going crazy it was the fucking most bizarre video she ever seen. Like a 17 those pedophile oh. code word bullshit videos of- yeah it was something yeah, like that, sure, sure, yeah. Weird. yeah no and we, we've talked about that on the show and showed pictures of her now and she looks i mean it's obvious she's had a little bit of surgery done but it is <laughs> weird. It, it doesn't look it doesn't look like madonna like when you think of madonna mm-hmm. it's as you know the 80s She's gross, but then you. It could be anybody Madonna, under there. The new Madonna looks like a completely different person, and we've talked ad nauseum about clones and whatever, and it could be something like that. Who knows? But it's uh yeah, it's very strange. I still think some of the behaviors at those those highest levels of either celebrities or politics or corporate uh, the corporate arenas that the the level of psychopathy needed to to thrive in those areas is beyond anything i could ever stand uh, understand and i know that there's a certain type of individual that just desires to have that much power and when you at the top levels you look at and they're they're fucking psycho and they do the most evil disgusting things so it also makes me wonder are they human i don't know any human i don't in my personal life n- nor have i ever met any person that is that really despicable and disgusting, I don't know if they're actually human. They could be, you know, either, uh, you know, aliens wearing uh, skin suits or, or possessed or something. Who knows? Yeah. And that's or AI. Yeah. That's I kind of take the, the David Icke uh, idea of reptilians as more metaphorical than anything where it's they're so psychopathic and detached from human values that it they might as well be reptiles. They're reptilian. Yeah, I just don't understand it. I can't comprehend that level of psychopathy and behavior, especially right. in day to day. What they do to children and shit. Yeah, like day to day, like you were saying. Do you know anybody that's that fucking crazy or you know psychopathic? For the most part, no. I've met a few people that you know they're pretty close to it, but it's not it's not an everyday thing. Usually, they were on lots of drugs or they had a bad you know rough patch in their life, but they got Correct. through it. You know. <laughs> It seems like the worst of us are at the top of the pyramid, though. How the fuck does that work out? You know, nice guys finish last, I guess, because all the fuckers are at the top. Well, I think I here's the thing is that one, I think that that's in training. Um, I think a lot I, in some cases, uh, I think that it's something that they were bred for. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. In other cases, like we've seen with, you know, a lot of the upper class, whether you want to talk about the ones we know about, which I think are the front puppets like Rockefellers and whatnot. 
Um, I think that those are just the names that they use as decoys from the people at the, the top. For, for sure. Forward-facing names. Yes, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Is I think that the people behind those are are genuinely bred for it, and in in a lot of cases, much like you've seen throughout history, <clears throat> so we're told is I think that a lot of it were people that got corrupted by the things like the love of money or the love of power or anything like that. I don't think in a lot of ways we started out with a higher class nefarianism. I think that in, in, in many cases it was a fight for survival, creme de la creme gets to the top and they turn corrupt when they see anything being threatened in their perch. And I think that that's a lot of the way it started. And once they've secured it and they found a way to do it, regardless of the means, they then breed into the you know following generations a way to continue that power without losing any foothold. And you know, centuries, millenniums, decades, whatever you want to call it. Later, we now have a ruling class that we don't even—they don't even have faces. They don't exist. I mean, we talk about people that to this day, as far as the government knows, don't exist. And there are places in the world where that is, that's all they are. People that don't, they don't have birth certificates. They don't have social security numbers. They don't, they just live out in the bush. Mm. Nobody knows they exist. They live and die out there. Obviously the people in power don't give a shit about them. But I also think that the people in power are exactly like that. They make sure that they will never get found out because they're the ones that control whether or not we do. They're definitely breeding psychopaths. Uh, have you guys talked to Jay Parker? Are you familiar with his story? No. He is a nope. former satanic ritual abuse survivor in high-level families. Uh, I forget where what, uh, what city. It's one of those famous like sex pedophile cities in the United States. Uh, Las Vegas? In, no, in Northeast somewhere. Anyway, I can't think of it, but he, he was telling his story uh, of his childhood, and he was raised in a very prominent – a uh, family that practiced these these satanic torture uh, ritual abuse and practices that are kind of handed down through generations. And he said some of the things that he would be subjected to, he's very brave for talking about this shit, but he said in order to to break them, they would either be subjected to to watch a murder or a ritual killing. He said in his case, they, him and this young lady, they were about 15 or 16 at the time they were drugged and they, when it, they were made to kind of fondle each other and, and make out. And then when they passed out from whatever drug they were given uh, a few, however many, however many hours or minutes later, whenever this, this gentleman woke up, he said that, the girl that he was he was making out with was disembodied next to him. They she was all chopped into pieces, and his family members were standing around him laughing like, "Oh, you did a good job. Where you know you chopped her up real good," which in reality he didn't. They were just trying to like kind of break him so that he they would breed him into this next level psychopath and blackmail. Because as soon as you get to there's all kinds of stuff with that where drugs in that basically incapacitate you much less change your mentality is they mm. subject you to participate in things without you realizing or not caring because you're on drugs that they are videotaping pictures this that and the other and whether or not you did it doesn't matter they have all the evidence to hang over the head that should you ever decide to do anything about it they're gonna fucking burn you exactly yes and this is happening uh, in high level elite families across the planet and that's what 
perpetuates this behavior is unfortunately, I'm not saying that ever, you know, all elite globalist families are doing these satanic rituals, but on in some high levels, yes, this is what happens to keep this to perpetuate the psychopathy in those families. Yeah, especially the royals. I don't I've heard a lot of people lately just talking trash on the royals, and I never understood that at all we're americans we gave them the finger and said no we're gonna do our own thing now and now all right. the americans are like oh what's the royal family doing who gives a fuck well, they feel so bad that the queen died. died and i'm very sorry i know we have a lot of united kingdom listeners i'm not talking about you I'm talking about the <laughs> fucking royals they suck and uh so like you were saying that uh, not everybody at the top does that i'm sure not sure and i'm sure that there are different like factions that might be battling it out at the top i don't know if maybe all of those that we would consider elitists or globalists have the same idea or outcomes that they want for humanity some may have differing agendas uh some may be come going about it with a pure heart but maybe kind of retarded in their delivery <laughs> of things and and maybe fucking everything up i don't know but i do think that there are different factions with different ideas and and putting out different agendas right now and i think they're battling it out for power and i think that's why it's also difficult to find out what the overarching uh the overarching ideas that are happening and the overarching outcomes that they want to impose onto humanity you know some believe that we're headed towards this transhuman future where we're going to be integrated with machines and we're going to be turned into ladyboys in the metaverse and then others believe that we're going into a nuclear war and everybody's going to be annihilated and some believe we're going into the slave state where it's going to be a uh, a social credit nightmare where we won't be able to even leave our houses or get a blowjob with unless uh, having a nice uh, social credit score so i don't know Honor. we've got different options to where we could go but i think that uh it's always somewhere in the middle it's never gonna be the extreme shit that they're trying to put out there there's a lot of doom and gloomers out there yeah we i think we mentioned that on when we talked with you last about how there's and but i like to listen to them like we said i like to <laughs> listen to them just, it's just to doom porn what they think yeah and then i'm like that's probably not gonna happen like uh, a lot of people are saying oh we're in inevitable like imminent nuclear war with russia it's and always good to know the worst case scenario and just be prepared just in case they've been prepared. saying that since the 80s people this isn't anything new it's just putin now but they've been yeah. saying nuclear war since the 80s hide under your desk at school because that'll fucking help you you know if the nuke drops that desk that uh two inches of plywood that'll be great but uh, yeah there's a uh, it seems like there's option there definitely is options of how to think about the future and what's going to happen but it doesn't seem like it's that extreme we went over that too it just yeah. always seems to kind of level out there's all these thoughts that are extreme but the uh the actual reality this doesn't seem them to making us a battery though is what i feel like there's humans are naturally I mean, I think as a child, you're naturally positive. You're happy. You're trying to do fun things, but then the world kind of beats you down. And that's yeah. the negative. It's the opposite, like a magnet. That's what you need to create electricity. If you're going to create a charge, you need positive and negative. So there needs to be those negative or opposite opposing feelings that a human has of happiness and despair. And if they can make the world do both enough, then they get their energy. I don't think it's from only negativity. 
I think it's well, from absolutely both. No, they need the love and light people that are super over right. the top. And, and then going. they need the people who are doom and gloom and as well. I love my, my love and light people. You're great, but goddamn, fucking get sad once in a while. Like you're driving me nuts. Well, you know, what's funny about that too, is that Jen, your thing about how you just explained that. It reminded me of Monsters, Inc. How the whole time what they're running. First of all, can we talk about how fucking crazy that is? The idea of monsters that we've all talked about, whether it be a Yeti or whatever, are going through portals that they hook up in their world uh, to go through the closets and scare the kids, which will not be believed. But besides monsters that, Monsters Inc. is is crazy encoded. Yeah, I know. It's and what I was gross. just thinking of is in the way of what Jen was talking about is the entire movie. They need screams. They need that fear. That is what powers their city until the very end when they realize that laughter and the positivity of going into a kid's room and making them fucking laugh actually has 10 times the amount of power of a scream. And I, I get, I get what you were talking about with, you know, it needing the positive and negative energy of, of positivity and negative emotions. But I do think that, uh, the idea of keeping a negative energy as the baseline supplement for that energy, whether it be, uh, you know, energy vampires, harvesting, whatever it is that they're doing for it. Um, I think that that's a lot easier because like you said, just by getting older, you end up getting fearful and anxious and you go through the things that make you stronger. And if you don't, then you start to crumble under the weight. And I think that that's a lot easier to perpetuate. It's harder to make people happy with things that they struggle with than it is to just allow them to constantly be in fear of what is coming. And I think that that's one of the reasons why we've seen such a skyrocket in the last 130 years in population is because along with every other dot that you can connect through the last, you know, century and a half is the more people you have that are on the bottom rung because that pyramid is going to grow wider and it's going to grow wider down at the bottom. It's not going to grow wider at the top. Well, then they get more of what they need, whether it be, um, you know, some kind of treaty with whatever interdimensional or extraterrestrial beings that need us for that battery pack is the more you have of it, the more that they want. And I 100% think that that harvesting of energy, even if it's natural, the idea that they don't really have to do much, they just have to plant a seed an ideology, and it immediately starts getting us into that negative energy level um, much like his dark materials, the dust just coming off of us and them sucking it out for their own. It's like, I, yeah, I could 100% see that happening. It's more of a currency and it's a currency that's being traded with things we don't even understand. Yeah, you're right. hundred percent. I, I remember back whenever I first started doing the show and before the level of depression, I'd wake up with every day for years. I mean, most of my life, I was real. I was depressed for a very long time. And just I could feel the pulsating negative energy coming off myself whenever I'd wake up, just the lack of drive and the the awful uh, sluggishness and, and depression and lack of sleep and emotions that I were feeling, I know I had to have been putting off some kind of powerful energy multiply multiply that by millions of people who are mm -hmm. either dissatisfied with their their love life their jobs their anything that they're doing at, at their home anything that could make a person depressed and you you add that to a large scale 
Mm -hmm. uh, it's got to be an intense source of energy. And like you said, it's a lot easier seemingly to get people depressed than to keep people happy. Mm -hmm. And I think that they perpetuate the idea that we need them to be happy mm. because if they realize that you can be happy on your own and with nothing, they've lost. And they, they want, they want to keep you on the idea of being dependent on them for being happy without them ever actually giving you what you need to be happy. Because as long as they make you think you need them to be happy, then they can just keep you shitty. And I think yeah. that that's a, a, a great strategy if you're fucked up. Yeah. And if, if you actually get to the point where, you know, uh, there's probably Gandhi, somebody who's gotten to the point where they're like, oh, I like transcended this. I, I can be happy on my own. <laughs> well, he fucking died. So, I mean, watch out. Don't get too fucking out of the system because they'll, they'll just pop you. But if you get out, that far out of the system, you probably won't care if they pop you either. So, you know, kind of a F. kind of win win, I guess. So get out yeah. of the system. Sure. Vin, you well, mentioned Chris. something about our, our population. I just wanted to make a comment about that. I think that, uh, first of all, overpopulation, I think, is a huge myth. And if, I think that we have not only that, but I think we have a lot less people than they're they're trying to portray uh, that. I don't and even think. Of, yeah, I don't even think all the people that we do have on the planet are, are even inhabiting, you know, these flesh suits. But that's a different story anyway. But just drive across, you know, from Colorado to California and <laughs> you won't see anybody. It, it is no. fucking empty. There's nothing out there. Everyone is jam packed into cities. Yes. And even when you go to cities, yeah, it's crowded, it's full, but it's hard to fathom the number of people that they're trying to say that we have on this planet just in the United States alone and just do some traveling anywhere. And it doesn't mm -hmm. doesn't fit. It doesn't make any sense. So that's another thing that they're touting overpopulation. And that's why we need to get rid of so many people. And that's why they're sterilizing people. And wait, all these are you saying that the global elitists would inflate numbers to make us think something? Oh, no, that, that's nothing they would ever do. <laughs> but yeah, man, that's just another thing that uh, that they throw at us. That's ridiculous. Yeah, we, we've talked a lot about that. And I, just recently, I've been uh, kind of thinking that, that the 8 billion or whatever they say is on this planet is probably not correct. No way of proving that. How the fuck is anyone going to prove that? You going to go if counting it's everybody? The case, we're not overpopulated yeah. because Chris is 100% right. So I used to live in Indiana and I would drive from Indiana to Massachusetts, where I'm from. And then I moved from Indiana to California, where I live now. Driving was absolutely insane. I saw almost zero buildings. I would pass through occasional cities here and there, but there's a lot of land to populate. If, and that's if, just if here. It's, needed, it's yeah. fucking there for sure. There's a lot of empty space in this country. Like, we got room At for more in people. This country. That's all I know. No, I don't know the whole world. Yeah, as long as they're not there's reaching room for everyone here. And we've, we've heard on multiple fronts, different podcasts and things of that nature, where not only is that not true, about there being too many people, but because of trends, which has been, you can actually see this in your personal life. Think about our parents having four to eight kids or however many it was, and everybody was doing that. And now, not only are people waiting longer, sometimes they don't have any. If they do, they have maybe one or two. That peak of how many the next generation had, that generation is siphoning it down then that generation is siphoning it down, which means that when 
the population that had eight siblings all start to die effectively at the same time or within the same decade, you're going to see a decivilization de of population decline regardless of what the numbers actually are. And you will be able to see that in your personal life. I think Mysterious Universe did a whole podcast on it on their last season about that, where the idea is that by 2040, 30 years from now, when the boomers are all completely now wiped out, the children of World War II veterans and whatnot, and their kids, their kids, which would be like Blair's age, our age, that, that generation who is only having one to two kids, when the boomers die, and now it's on the last generation that had multiple kids per family, we are going to be the parents that when we start to die out, we're going to, we, we, you're going to just see that number fucking plummet because they aren't reproducing the same multiplication that they were 40 years ago, 50, 60 years ago, where it was more is better, populate the earth, this, that, and the other. I mean, even if you don't believe the numbers, according to the consensus, World War II, when we entered it, had almost exactly half of what we have now. So in 60 years, we've doubled that number, which is astronomical. And even if that's not true, well, what you can see in your personal life is that people are having a lot less kids these days. And I would say that within 20 or 30 years, yeah, you're going to see a massive population decline regardless of what those numbers actually are. Yeah. And that's fine. Actually, to some extent, that's fine that some <laughs> people are having less kids. Like I, <laughs> yep. there's some times where I'm like, maybe Bill Gates has it right. Like every time I drive, I'm like, yeah, there is too many people. Fuck it. Like shoot them up with whatever. Get them the fuck out of Joe. here. For that is that there won't be enough people left to run the infrastructure that's right. been created for right. our world. But but if that collapses, that might not be so bad. No, we might just have I mean. to get back to our roots. We might just have to learn how to do well, things. Again. Well, and, and it, wait, real quick, Ben, to, to go to the extreme again, like I like to do in my little brain, is uh, what if the human race were to go extinct in the next 200 years? Who would care? Not the animals. They don't give a shit. Uh, not the earth, probably. They're like, yay, less plastic or whatever. Um, so I don't understand why everybody is so scared of extinction. You're all going to die. So if you were to die and then the human race went extinct, you wouldn't care because you wouldn't be here to witness it. The, the last person to care would be the last person on earth, which, to be fair, would be shitty to be the last person. Well, uh, fucking great. I, I, Joe, I was just about to say, I was going to say the last couple of people on earth that are inhabiting whatever the fuck they want, they're going to be like, Oh my God, all the people are gone. Fuck yeah. Oh my God, we could do what? We have our we run want. of Walmart now. I have so many. <laughs> like that show, The Last Man on Earth, just fucking go through cities yeah. and piss through all the natural resources. It doesn't fucking Shoot, matter. Uh, shooting bazookas into the sky with reckless abandon. Well, and the, the, the bigger problem is, is that because of the issue with depopulation, it's not so much the idea that it's going to be depopulized, I don't know if that's a word. Um, it's the idea that bringing that number back up is actually way harder than it was 40, 50 years ago. Whether you want to talk about microplastics causing infertility, um, people just choosing not to, people being naturally or hereditarily infertile. This idea is that not only will you see a population decline just by deaths on numbers per family based on generation, but you're going to see the ones that are still existent, not capable of reproducing. And so right. then this segment brought to you by Blue Chew. Get your bone. <laughs> They're going to yeah. do some maid's tail shit before they let that happen, though. Fuck, if they yeah. need us to survive, they will start 
taking certain people and saying, first, they'll make an incentive out of it. Like, hey, do you want an extra 200 bucks? It'll be like getting the jab. Right. Hey, why don't you be a surrogate? It'll be something like that. Of course, they're not going to just come door to door. Let me throw this one out there. There's some that believe that there's a sort of terraforming going on, not only to our atmosphere and the land and uh, the uh, and uh, what they're feeding us through GMOs and, of course, the the jabby jabs, uh, but that they're they're kind of preparing us for the next level of human that they want to create through these Mm. type of experimental things that that we've been subjected to through our food, water, air and medical system that eventually they want to create this new type of person that uh, can survive in whatever type of atmosphere or, or world that there's trying to create by terraforming, by spraying shit in the sky, by altering our genetics. That's just another possibility that some believe uh, we're headed towards. Yeah. And nothing's off the table. I mean, yeah. like I said, think in the extreme, it could be any of that and none of right. it. Who knows? It seems more like uh, it's whatever you choose it to be in that sounds reincarnation you might experience that in your next life who knows yeah that'd be kind of cool actually come back as like a little uh you come back you're half ai you're like what the fuck i just complained about this in a why do i have a metal years ago this is actually pretty cool i'm gonna tear a hole through some shit (laughs) i'm really holding out for the uh mad max world uh, outcome yeah i'd really like to be that right there during for one lifetime that would be fucking awesome i think i would die in three seconds but it would be great dude best I, I just saw one of my friends on facebook just made a post where it said uh what where people think we're headed and it's a mad max photo and then it said where we're actually headed and it's a mandalorian photo and i was all uh if only like fuck dude either if it was a mad max future i'm like i'm all for that a small little colony don't fuck with us or we get to shoot you and nobody's gonna care I'm I just okay want to wear a spiked cod piece with no shirt and chains. <laughs> yeah, I just want to. I want to be able to shoot like. Uh, shout out to my future self, future life. Uh, I would love if my future self would choose a fucking cool reality. I'm not going to remember this one, right? So choose a cool one next time. This one's cool actually, but it's um very confusing. Choose something less confusing. Thank you, future self. We appreciate you. Spike okay. cod piece and dyed pubes. That's where I'm going. <laughs> You can do that. That is a fucking sound drop. Are you fucking shitting me? <laughs> there you go, baby. You're welcome. Uh, what's what's the timestamp on that one? I don't okay. Know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, wrong button. All right. Well, fuck. Hang on. There we go. All right, Chris. We will let you. <laughs> Whoa! Now you're so you're a robot. Robot Joe. I'm ec- I'm what? Oh, robot Joe. In an auditorium. Yeah, there you go. Oh, yep. Hang on. There How's we that? go. Yep. Yeah. I, that whoa, that was fucking weird. I mean, not that weird. I just hit the wrong button, like usual. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Chris. We're still yes. doing this. <laughs> we're three charts. Yeah. Well, dude, be uh, Chris, tell everybody. Yeah, exactly. Uh, tell everybody where they can find you and all the many shows you do way more shows way more shows than i do yeah yes you can find all of our content at forbiddenknowledge.news that's our website we also feature amazing podcasts like legit bat on our website as well they've got about 10 shows on there right now we're about to pop a couple of more up there uh and we're also on rockfin we are on all podcast platforms, of course. We just put clips up on YouTube, and we also put new episodes on Rockfin. So that is where you can find us. And thanks again for having me, guys. That was great. 
course. Thank you so I, much for coming back. That was awesome. And uh, you're you're on very thin ice on YouTube. I can't believe yeah. they have this fucking dumped you. Yet. <laughs> I know Why it's still there. I just I kind of want them to, man. I just just want to get it over with. I know it's gonna happen one day, but I'm um, just hanging. Like your bitchy like girlfriend that's just trying to hang on <laughs> just so she can be a douche to you every now and yeah. then. Yeah. She's like, I want to fight today, you, but I'm not gonna break up. YouTube's just. YouTube's just blue balling your breakup. Like get <laughs> literally up. wait till like I have a couple of days oh, left on restriction funny. and then boom, just hit me with another strike or something. So it's another three months before I can post and some shit. And you're still at half chub with your balls tied up and you're like, God damn it. Just do it. Just fucking do it. <laughs> anyway, wow. Okay. That's a weird way to <laughs> end. Right? Yeah. Like, wonderful. All right. Well, I mean, that's how we end. Thanks everybody. Um, bye. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.